Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. When Lois Lane, jealous of Clark Kent's connection with the Secret Service, attempted to run down an espionage ring single-handed, trouble began. As matters stand now, Lois is a prisoner in a seemingly deserted factory some miles from the city of Metropolis. There, Max Heller, leader of the foreign agents, and the Yellow Mask, his newfound henchman, are supervising the construction of an army of huge mechanical men, radio-controlled monsters designed to create panic and destruction. Unable to make contact with his penthouse headquarters in Metropolis, even by secret shortwave wireless, Max Heller suspects the place has been raided and some of his best men rounded up. Believing Lois to be a Secret Service operative, he attempts to question her, seeking to learn how much the government knows about his activities. Failing in that, Heller issues a threat. Unless Lois talks, the first of the steel monsters will be sent to deposit incendiary bombs in a nearby shipyard. Terrified, Lois looks on as Heller presses a button on the radio control panel. Slowly, the mechanical giant lumbers toward the open doors, its blood-red eyes blinking horribly. The mechanical voice with which Heller has equipped it rumbling from somewhere inside its steel body. Stop me. Run for your lives. Run. Stunned, Lois shrinks back as the towering steel giant sweeps by her, its grotesque arms swinging like those of a mammoth gorilla. Suddenly, as it nears the open doors, Lois cries out to Max Heller. Stop it! I'll tell you anything you want to know. Stop it! I'm crying. There's something wrong with the control pen. That's not the truth. You're lying to me. Stop it! Fool that you are. Do you not see I'm doing everything possible? You've got to stop it! You've got to! What's wrong, Helen? What are you screaming about? Listen to me, Mask. Find Hirschman, my head mechanic. Something is wrong with this panel. Hurry! The mechanical man is out of control. Where is Hirschman? Doomcop! In the machine shop! Help! What are you waiting for? Don't get excited, Helen. I'm going. Nothing can stop me. Run for your lives. With nothing guiding its movements save an uncontrollable radio impulse, the mechanical man, more horrible than ever now that he possesses a voice, leaves the factory behind and lumbers in the direction of the shipyard five miles away, the metallic plodding of its weighted feet shaking the very earth. Once again, the news spreads like wildfire. Women and children shudder behind drawn blinds, finding no comfort in locked and bolted doors. Suddenly, as though an unseen hand had reached I down and wiped them clean, the streets are deserted. Nothing and still, the mechanical me. man plods on, Run sounding a fearsome life. warning. Run. I'm the mechanical man. Nothing can stop me. Run for your life. Meanwhile, miles away in the busy office of the shipyard superintendent, the first terrifying news of the mechanical man's approach comes from a panic-stricken yard patrolman. I've seen him near Sutherland, Mr. Kennedy. He's heading this way. The mechanical man. The mechanical man? 
Where did you get such fantastic information? O'Brien heard it on his car radio. Well, we'll soon check up on that. Wait a minute. Get me Captain Stanley at the police station. That's right. So call me back. There ain't much time, Mr. Kennedy. They say he's only a mile from the yard. Who said that? O'Brien. That's what he heard. Well, I'll have a talk with O'Brien. We're doing important work around here 24 hours a day. I can't be disturbed by stupid rumors that create panic. Yeah. Captain Stanley? Kennedy at the shipyard. Yeah. And one of our men here claims he heard a radio report to the effect... What? You say it's true. And it's headed for the yard? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, at once. Ring the alarm bell, Joe. We've got to clear this yard of every man in it. Come on, now, hurry. There isn't much time. As 5,000 shipbuilders drop their tools and pour out of the yard in a frightened milling mass, Clark Kent, unaware of the impending disaster, arrives at the home of Wallace Thornton, original inventor of the mechanical man, to enlist his aid in the search for Max Heller. Kent. Oh, I'm glad to see you. Come in. Thank you. This is what you call locking the barn door after the horse is stolen. I've been mighty careful since those original blueprints were taken. I don't suppose they've been recovered. Not yet, but we're on Heller's trail. That's why I dropped in to ask you a few questions. I hope I can answer them. What are they? Well, I'd better start from the beginning. As you know, the espionage division of the Secret Service knew about Max Heller's headquarters in the Metropolis apartment building. We suspected, too, that our friend the Yellow Mask was with Heller. And we were waiting to get both of them with the goods before closing in. Well, unfortunately, a young newspaper woman kicked over the apple cart. Heller and the Mask fled, taking the young woman, Miss Lane, with them. Wasn't the building being watched? Oh, yes, yes, day and night. They escaped from the terrace in a plane. You're not serious, Ken. Absolutely. It was evidently a plane operated by a catapult, a mechanism that shot it off the roof like a rocket. And from all the evidence, it was equipped with folding wings. Now, is that possible, Mr. Thornton? Anything is possible, Kent. Uh, what makes you think the plane had folding wings? Well, the catapulting mechanism was in a recess in the wall, a space about... Oh, 50 feet deep and only 10 feet wide. Hmm. <laughs> Unless the plane's wings folded flat against the fuselage, it never could have gotten in there. Now, let me show you something interesting, Kent. I think I have it in this cabinet. Yes, here it is. Oh, that's a balsa wood model of a plane, isn't it? Yes. A plane with folding wings. See how they snap back? Oh. This model operates on the same principle you mentioned, a catapult. Well... In this case, we use a strong elastic band. See? Now watch. I'll send it up. Notice how the wings lay back against the fuselage to cut down wind resistance as it gains altitude. Uh-huh. Now keep your eye on it. Here it goes. It shoots up like an arrow. Watch the wings unfold when it reaches its peak. There they go. Why, that's amazing. Oh, if it had a motor, it could keep flying. Exactly. I developed this model three months ago. But evidently, from what you tell me, someone went into production on the actual ship. But uh, go on with your story. What about Hella and the yellow mask? Oh, well, they had skipped, as I said. But in their empty apartment, we discovered a shortwave wireless set hidden behind a bookcase. A message in code was coming over. We recorded as much of it as we could, and it's being deciphered now. It may yield a clue to Hella's whereabouts. Frankly, Kent, I'm worried. With the mechanical man blueprints in Hella's hands, anything can happen. Yeah. I've been working day and night to perfect a radio control mechanism capable of stopping any mechanical man Hella builds and releases just in case we never recover those blueprints. But it's quite a job because there's no telling what wavelength he might use. But it has to be done. We've got to stop him somehow. Yeah, it's quite true. 
But it'll be a long time before Heller makes use of those blueprints. Steel isn't so easy to get these days, and, well, where can he build a ten-foot giant in absolute secrecy? I wish I felt the way you do, but somehow I have a premonition that something ghastly is going to happen. You recall the panic caused by my model running wild? Just think what would happen if Heller and his men released dozens of these steel monsters. Well, even one could do irreparable damage, not to mention the panic and terror. Imagine, Kent, a mechanical man loosening a ship. Almost as though his mind was spanning the 200-mile gap separating the doomed shipyard and his laboratory, Wallace Thornton is picturing for Kent exactly what is happening. Even as he speaks, Max Heller's mechanical monster is bearing down on the yard like a creature out of another world, carrying in the steel pocket of his massive chest enough incendiary material to level everything in sight. Before him loom the half-completed hulls of a dozen destroyers cradled in wooden scaffolding, dry tinder for the unquenchable fire of his bombs. All appearances, the yard is empty, deserted, swept clean of its horde of defense workers. But hidden behind sandbag barriers, their muscles tense, are six gray-clad members of the state police, expert marksmen armed with machine guns. Crouch low, they wait until the steel giant reaches the gate, and then... Spitting flame, the guns hurl a barrage of screaming steel at the huge monster. For a split second, the powerful impact of the bullet seems to stop him in his tracks. Both blood-red eyes shatter into a million fragments, and the ghostly voice rising from the depths of the metal body fades off into an eerie death rattle. Then, shuddering, it continues on, crashing through the locked iron gate as though it were paper. One by one, the machine guns, their bullet clips empty, stop firing. And there is no sound but the dread plodding of the monster's heavy feet. Meanwhile, back at Wallace Thornton's laboratory, Clark Kent is about to leave. I'll call you if anything turns up, Mr. Thornton. I want to get back now and see whether Major Campbell's men have deciphered that code message. Uh, keep in touch with me, Kent. I'll let you know if I make any progress on the control device. Oh, yes. I'll be anxious to hear about that. Oh, it's only five o'clock? Oh, it must be later than that. Oh, my watch stops. Well, wait a moment. I'll turn on the radio. There might be a time signal. All right, thanks. Takes a second or two to heat up. A giant mechanical monster has run amok and threatens to destroy the Bartlett shipyard, one of the largest on the coast. What's that? Less than two minutes ago, the steel Frankenstein was reported crashing through the yard gate despite the best efforts of state police marksmen to stop it with machine guns. The Bartlett yard, located at Haynes River, has 12 destroyers ready to launch and a dozen more partially built. The police seem powerless... I've got to go, Mr. Thornton. Kent, come back. This is serious. I know it is. I'll call you. Kent, wait a minute. Don't go. Bartlett shipyard, eh? Haynes River. I'm just stuck around the side of this building. There's still enough daylight to make it risky, but I've got to take the chance. As Superman. Up! Up! And away! Racing against time and risking detection in the gray light of dusk, Superman leaps into the air, swings north, and like an arrow in flight, wings toward Haines River 200 miles away. Can he reach the shipyard before the incendiary bombs explode and level everything in a hail of liquid fire? Don't miss the next thrill-packed episode. Be with us for a smashing, exciting climax. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.